Hey, what's happening, everyone? It's your boy Kyle, and we're back with another episode of the Life Well Lived podcast. Today, we are talking about W O R K. That's right, work, and more specifically, work ethic. How we can go about our daily lives working, okay? And some of you might be out there like, well, what do you mean by work? I, I work. I go to work on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. No, no, no. But I, I'm talking about the type of work ethic, the type of work, the way we live our lives in order to take our lives to the next level. The whole point of the Life Well Live podcast is to give you tips and understanding and knowledge, the things you need to scale your life to the next level. So, Today, we're going to be talking about one of the most important things in doing that, and that is a good work ethic. So I'm going to share with you a little bit about my story, some of the things I've learned along the way about work, and how you guys can really increase, no matter what your work ethic is now, that work ethic to a new level to start making things happen in your life, to start building the momentum you need to do, and to start accomplishing the goals that you've always dreamed of accomplishment. So Turn it up in your car, turn it up on your iPhone or your Android or whatever you listen to this podcast and get ready for our work episode on the Life Well Lived podcast. Hi guys, I'm Kyle Kirby, an entrepreneur, speaker, and friend, and welcome to Life Well Lived, a podcast designed to give you the ins and outs, the goods, and what you need to scale your life to the next level. When it comes to work, I think all of us maybe start off at a certain point wondering, well, how hard of a worker am I? And I I think that's sometimes a little bit of a tough question to answer because I think a lot of us, if we were to raise our hands and say, well, yeah, I'm a hard worker. Like we, we would think that we would, we would think with that we're hard workers that we do the work that we need to do and we consider ourselves okay. Yeah. For, for the most part. And if you're out there and you're thinking, well, no, I'm, I'm actually kind of lazy. I'm not a very hard worker. Well, then this is a perfect podcast episode for you anyways, because we're going to talk a little bit about increasing that work ethic. But I think there's a good majority of out there that would raise their hand and say, yeah, yeah, I'm a hard worker. And I, want to start off by telling you a little bit about my own story when it comes to work ethic because I think there's a mindset of what work really is and and what hard work actually entails no matter what you're doing in your life. So a little bit of background on myself when when I was growing up and actually let's start here for a second. You know, I I always like to start off with background. I like to start off with how people live their lives because I think, this is a little bit of a side note, but I think our background, our childhood, the way our, our parents or maybe a mom or a dad raised us or maybe it was a, a grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, whatever it was for you, raised us is so much of who we are today. We won't get into it a lot in this episode, but there, there's this, um, we'll call it a personality test called the Enneagram out there. And a great book that talks a lot about the Enneagram is called The Road Back to You. And basically the concept of the Enneagram is when we are kids at our earliest ages, we put on these different masks, we put on these different personalities and they develop over the years into who we are today, right? And so... I think it's so important to always start, and again, tangent here, but it's so important to start when we are children and reflect back on, on why we do the things we do, who we are back in the day, which made us who we are 
today. So anytime we're, we're analyzing our past self, I think that's so important because when you're aware of the things you did in the past, when you're aware of who you are when you were four, five, six, seven, eight years old or middle school or in high school, then I think it gives a lot more clarity to the things we do now as, as an adult. So side little tangent there, but going back to my childhood, I kind of would have considered myself a hard worker. But it wasn't until later that I realized I didn't really have anything to compare that to, and therefore hard was a relative term. Like I, I thought I was a hard worker, but who knows what that actually meant? And, and here's kind of the the way my family grew up, and I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it. But in my household, my household was a very fun household. We had a lot of fun as a family. I have uh, four siblings. Megan is the oldest, and there's me, and then there's Emily, Rebecca, and then Ben. I have two amazing parents, and my parents really made our house fun. We were always doing family game nights. We always had people over. We were always going out to eat or or taking little trips. Um, we were involved in lots of sports, lots of activities. We did a lot of stuff with our church, and as I grew up as I grew up I I really feel like I grew up in a fun household okay and I I think my parents really made a, a good focus on fun being a priority in our lives now as I've moved on to adulthood I really appreciate that I appreciate my fun personality I fish appreciate my my creative mind and the way I can come up with games and and I'm really great with kids and I think a lot of that is the way I was raised uh, in by my parents and, and they did a fantastic job if I might say so myself but one thing that I, I think was a little bit lacked was this was my family was fun, 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 and work at the last minute. And what I mean by that is as we were going throughout our life, we would have a lot of fun, right? Um, but then let's say my mom was going to host like a bunco night. My mom played bunco all the time with some ladies from our church. She was in like two different bunco groups. She loved bunco. What would feel like it would happen. Now, maybe my mom or dad would have a slightly different perspective. But from my perspective, we would have fun, fun, fun. We were always out and about doing activities, living our lives, doing so many things. My, my parents helped us be involved in so many activities that I'm so grateful for. But then it would come to like Tuesday night or Saturday afternoon and we knew the bunco ladies were coming over and it was a madhouse to get our house clean. And it was all hands on deck. You ain't going to your friend's house. Skip the homework. You'll do that later. We are cleaning and we're going to work our tails off to make this happen. Kyle, you're going outside. You're going to weed the garden. Megan, you're going to take care of floors. Emily, you're doing laundry. Rebecca, you got to make sure the clean. I mean, it was one thing after another. And when those people came over, our house looked amazing. The yard looked great. The house was spotless and it was presentable for guests. Now, that caused a little bit of stress and chaos because as I grew up, I think I I learned to have that last minute mentality. It was all about fun, 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 fun in my life. And then I would procrastinate the work until the last minute. How many of you does that sound like you, right? And I think a lot of us may have grown up in houses like that where fun was a major priority. Procrastination then led to having to do all the work at the last second. And I think for a while that served me well in my life. And that was a little bit of a skill because I, I could work well under pressure, right? There, there's a great advantage of that. I worked well under pressure. I, I made sure things were done. But I think where maybe it lacked and, and this showed up a little bit later in my life is you know, the stress of having to do things at the last second. Things always were maybe not exactly done with excellence because they were rushed. And and that's not necessarily what a hard worth ethic is all about. Now, 
fast forward, I meet my wife, right? I, I, we start dating first and, and I'm introduced to her family and, and my wife and, um, my, me and my wife and her family. So my, uh, my two, uh, in-laws, John and Diane, as well as, uh, my brother and sister-in-law, Katie and Grant, they grew up in a family that I would consider a hard work ethic family. Um, without diving too much into it, like John and Dan are two of the hardest working people I know on earth. From a young age, they made hard work ethic a priority. When Beth was born, they taught her hard work ethic. Beth will tell stories about how her parents required excellence from her when it came to cleaning. Like, for example, let's say she did all the dishes, but she wanted to go watch TV so bad, she would do all the dishes. If they weren't done to the standard her parents held, they would have her redo the dishes because they wanted to teach her things were done with excellence. In uh, the school year, in the summer, Beth and her siblings would come home and there'd be a list of chores that needed to be completed before watching TV or hanging out. And it was an intense list. It wasn't pick up the house. It, it was they were meant to do the yard work and they were meant to clean the house. And and I, I so appreciate my in-laws for teaching, especially my wife, that work ethic because then when I came into the relationship, I really, and I would say for the first time ever, really saw what hard work was. And now, let me disclaim this. This is not a knock on my, on my parents. My dad was an incredibly hard worker, did amazing his job. My mom took care of five kids, worked hard, incredibly hard worker. It was just in a different way. And what I was able to learn was a different type of work ethic because up to that point, I would have considered myself a hard worker until I met Beth and her family and I realized, holy moly, Holy, I have a lot of work to do. And, and I think here's a few of the lessons I learned in that, that I'd like you to have a few of the takeaways um, with, okay? So some of the lessons I've learned with Beth throughout the years, like one of the biggest ones was work until, and I think this was something, especially in my own business life, that really changed everything for me was the concept of working until. And that means working until the job is done, working until the work is accomplished, the goal is completed. And I think what would normally happen in my life is as soon as something I, I was working and I, I, I would have, again, consider myself a hard worker. Once I really put my mind to stuff, I make it happen. I'd be working on a project. But then as soon as that project would become no longer fun for me, I'd move on to something else. And then I would maybe work on it a little bit later and then move on to something else and work on it a little bit. And I would procrastinate until I had to rush and get it done at the last second. Rather than starting a project and working at it and beating it and grinding at that project until it is done into completion. And I think so much of our lives can if if there was one thing you were to take from the this this podcast would be this is to work until it, it's the mindset of the no matter what that plan B isn't an option because when you set your mind to something that thing will get accomplished before I even think about anything else and I so appreciate my wife for for working with me and, and helping teach me this concept throughout the years because our house is always done. We get projects done and I struggle with this, right? I get to like, let's say we're going to do some housework on Saturday. My wife is amazing of like just working and working and working until the work gets done. And then our yard looks amazing and our house looks amazing and the pets are taken care of and, and, and the food is and everything is is done and and worked and completed 
because we worked until instead of, nah, I don't really feel like it today, right? And I think that is the key element in the difference between a hard work ethic and not. Because a, a work hard, a I'm gonna do it until, a the goal isn't done until it's completed work ethic it is all of those elements. It, it is, I, I'm going to complete this project before I do anything else. And it might not be the most fun thing in the world, but the end result will be worth it because we don't have to rush at the last second and we don't have to scramble and things can be done with excellence because we take our time. So again, if there's one thing you can take away from this podcast is if you are if you would consider yourself not a hard worker or you're looking to work harder, when you step into a project, and it can be any project, really adopt the mindset of I'm going to work until, and then you make it happen, okay? And what this creates for you, especially when you're going for goals, is it doesn't allow you to skip out on the goal early just because you're not necessarily getting the results you want. So if I'm going to go out and I'm going to talk to a certain amount of customers in my business, or I'm going to, um, um, I don't know, look at a certain amount of locations for our nutrition club or, or something that helps my business grow, I think there's two ways to work at it. I can start that project. Let's say I start it at like nine in the morning and my goal is to go and complete 100 conversations with potential customers, right? And by 1 p.m., I've got like 60 conversations in, and I'm just, nah, you know what? I'm going to go eat some lunch. So I go eat lunch for an hour, you know, and it's 2 p.m. And then I think, well, you know, 60 is pretty good. I got a lot of work done. I got a good amount of response. I think I'm going to be done. That right there is the perfect example of someone who who is a lazy work ethic versus a hard work ethic. Because the person that says, I'm going to work until has the same plan, but they do not let anything, whether it be lunch, and now take care of yourself, you know, all that stuff, but whether it be lunch or other distractions or fun or whatever it is, they don't let those things distract them from the main goal. And the world is going to distract you. I always thought college was a perfect example of this. I only went for a year, but in college, there was always something to distract you, right? That There was always something to do in college. There was always a group of friends that were doing something that were more fun than your current project. But I think, here we go, and, and the difference between those people, like my wife, that got A's, and people like me that did not do very well in school, was they did not let those distractions stop them from working until. They did not let those distractions stop them from completing the goal that they set in front of them. And, and here's the thing. It's not always fun. You know, for me, I I don't know what you guys enjoy to do, but I, I, I enjoy a lot more watching football or playing some video games or, or working out like those things are more fun. But when you set a goal for yourself, really challenge yourself to work 
until that goal is completed. And when you can start doing that, and when you can start practicing that work ethic, you will over time become a hard worker. It's not gonna happen overnight. It's not a snap of the fingers and boom, I'm a hard worker. But if you start practicing the skill of working until, I'm gonna pick a project and I'm going to work at that project until completion, you will find that so many more of your life goals are accomplished. You will find that so many of the things that you are striving after will happen because you are working until. And so many other people in the world say they want the money and they want the promotion and they want the relationships and they want the skills and they want these things, but they were like old Kyle that anything that could distract me from the project I wanted to do, I was going to let distract me. Or you know what? Honestly, I'm kind of tired. I think I'm just going to call it a day. And that is why so many people aren't moving up in the world. That's why so many people aren't scaling their lives to the next level. That's why so many people are maybe out of shape or they don't have money in their bank account or they didn't get the promotion they wanted or they're not working in the job they wanna work in or they don't have the relationships they wanna have because they just cut themselves short instead of having the mindset of working until. So the temptation is going to be there for you. Oftentimes, the things that are most important in accomplishing require you to wake up early, to stay late, to go the extra mile. I think the gym is a great example. It's very easy to finish the workday at 4 or 5 p.m., whatever it may be for you, and to go straight home, grab a bite to eat, call it a day. Rather than making sure you set up your day, whether that's waking up a little bit earlier or prepping during the day to make sure that you don't go home until you get a workout in. It's the difference of I'm going to accomplish this goal and until I do that last rep of the exercise or until I do the last minute of the cardio or unless I stay for the entire fitness class, I'm cutting myself short. And and don't be mistaken, friends, that If you build the habit of always cutting yourself a little bit short, right? You were going to do 30 minutes on the treadmill and you called it at 28. You were going to do four sets of eight reps and you did three sets of eight. Or you did four sets, but the last rep, you're like, "Ah, I'm a little tired and you stopped at six reps. Don't mistake it. Those little decisions over time compound into an entire life of chaos, an entire life of unaccomplishment, an entire life of laziness. Because of course it doesn't happen overnight, but every single day we're making decisions to either work until or to cut ourselves short. And if you cut yourself short over and over and over and over again, your life will start reflecting that shortness. You will find yourself cut short In all the things I mentioned before, promotions and relationships and jobs and and bank account and waistline and, and all those sort of things. But instead, if you start practicing the concept of I'm going to work until this thing is accomplished, until what I set out to do is done, then you will begin to cultivate a life of a strong work ethic. Nobody... Nobody is born with a strong work ethic. You have to cultivate that. You have to work on it. You have to practice it. You have to seek out every opportunity you can 
to work harder, to go that extra mile, to go that extra inch, to take one more step forward when you could have ended early. And when you start doing that every day, every month, every year, you will start separating yourself from the pack. You will start seeing yourself physically and and mentally stronger than other people. Your life will start to reflect those decisions over time into things that you wanted to create for yourself. People will wonder how you became so successful. And you will kind of just shrug your shoulder and say, it's a little bit at a time. It's the consistency of I always worked hard. I never let myself fall short. I worked until, was it painful? Hell yeah. It kind of sucked at times. I wish I had gone out with my friends on Friday, Saturday night. I, I wish I had, had, had done that thing. I, I wish I, I, I had done whatever it is that distracted you from doing that thing. I wish I had done that. That would have been way more fun. It, it would have been way easier. The easier road, the fun road. Those things are great, but they won't produce the goals. They won't produce the accomplishments that will really make the difference in your life. So guys, you really have two choices every day. You have the choice to cut yourself out early, let the excuses take over, let the tiredness take over, let the busyness take over, fall short, cut yourself short, and not do the things you promised yourself you would do. Or you can start today and start practicing a strong work ethic. You can start practicing and cultivating a hard work ethic. You can start working until. You can start designing your life to do the things that you need to do to accomplish the goals that you set out to accomplish. And when you do those things, you will start seeing your life change day after day, week after week, year after year into the life that you truly want to design for yourself. All right, guys, I want to leave you with three tips on W-O-R-K work because in the last section, we we talked a little bit about intensity, right? The, the one big tip of working until, but I want to leave you with three tips because there's a, a certain amount of joy in work and I don't want to come in make you think like, wow, you know, is this all it is? Is work, 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 work? Because no, it's not. And I want to show you a brief story before we go into the three tips and which will lead into tip number one. But my wife and I have talked about this where I definitely grew up and, and again, neither one is wrong, but I definitely grew up in a fun first work at the last second home. While my wife focused on or grew up in a very work focused and then they they would have fun at the end and and they would make fun things happen all the time but the main focus was work and so as we've looked forward to having our own kids one day we would like to blend a little bit of both because it is important to have fun it is important to live your life and i don't want you to get confused thinking all i ever do is work now or all my wife ever does is work without having fun because if you only work and don't have fun well well what was what was the point of the work in the first place right and and that leads into point number 1 or tip number 1 is to learn to make work in it of itself fun okay because if work is only a chore to you 
then you're always going to hate it. If it's only the the plunging through the mud just to accomplish this goal, then you're going to not enjoy life. If the only reason you're working is so that one day you earn a six-figure income or a seven-figure earn income, but you hated the work along the way, I guarantee you you're not going to enjoy the money. Or if the only reason you're working is to get this specific job because you think it's great, but you didn't enjoy the process then you're probably not going to even enjoy the job. And so one thing I really would encourage you to do is figure out a way to one, make work fun and two, to enjoy the process. Okay. And that's kind of tip number one, make work fun and enjoy the process. So with making work fun, there are oftentimes things in your life that you need to do just because you're an adult. As, as an adult, as a homeowner, I need to mow my lawn and I need to do spring cleaning and I need to declutter the, the basement and I need to clean out the gutters and I need to shovel snow. And those things are not always necessarily fun. So I need to find ways to make those things fun. And even as an adult, there's nothing wrong with making a game out of it, right? Maybe my wife and I are, are, are cleaning up the yard one day and, hey, babe, who, who do you think you can, who can pick up the most sticks? And even if it's only a five, 10 minute game, we go around the yard and see who can pick up the most sticks, right? Maybe we're cleaning out the garage and we put on our favorite music playlist, right? We throw on some Spotify or, or Apple music, or whatever it is for you. And, and we listen to some country songs and we sing along and, and we kiss up on each other a little bit. We make the work fun, we spend that time together. I was talking to my wife today and it was like, you know, it's fun to almost be like Chip and Joanna Gaines, right? They go and do work. They clear out these houses, but they do it together as a couple. So whether it's you and your partner or whether it's you and the kids, make it fun for the kids. Make it fun for your partner. Figure out a way to make a game out of the work you're doing, to make the work you're doing enjoyable. Maybe it's just time to have a conversation while you pull weeds because Pulling weeds in and of itself might be satisfying in the end, but the process itself isn't necessarily fun. So we want to do what we can to make work fun. So do the things you can to make the mundane work as fun as possible because you create your own energy. You are in control of your own attitude. And when you can come in with a positive, energetic attitude, working in everything you do, you're going to enjoy the work you do that much more. And that relates into enjoying the process because, and I think this is especially true when it comes to money. And I think people talk about it most when it comes to money, but if you do not enjoy the process to go get money, you won't enjoy the money once you get it. So if the only reason you're going for that promotion or the only reason you're doing that job or the only reason you're doing that work is to get a paycheck or to get that cash or to do whatever it takes to get that money, then you're not gonna necessarily going to enjoy those things later on. In opposition, when you can learn to enjoy the process of that creation, you will enjoy the end reward that much more. Because on one end, instead of hating, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, oh, now I have the end results, you get to enjoy the journey, enjoy the journey, enjoy the journey, and now I appreciate the end results that much more. So whatever you need to do in your, your job or your relationships or 
in, in your daily life or in your house, whatever it is, make sure you learn to enjoy the process. Because if you're only ever looking forward to the end result, you're always going to be chasing something that isn't there. And because once you get that result, you're just going to want the next result and the next result and the next result. And that in itself isn't necessarily bad. It's good to go for goals. It's good to go for accomplishments, but you need to learn to enjoy the process. Learn to enjoy that mundane day-to-day work. Learn to enjoy the process of working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Don't just chase the weekends. Don't just chase the paycheck, but instead really fall in love with the work you do. And if you're not in love with the work you do, find work you do love, fall in love with that process and create a life that you love. Because guys, we only get one chance at this. If you're not loving what you're doing, if you're not enjoying the process, then you need to find a way to enjoy that process or find another process that you do enjoy. So make work fun, find ways to make work fun and enjoy the process. Tip number two would be to work at things as if working for the Lord. And I think this is such a great mindset to have. And and even if you don't share my, my Christian beliefs here, I think the principle can still be there. But as a Christian, there is nothing greater than working as if I'm working for the Lord. Because I think oftentimes we live in a world where as we wait for Christ's return, sometimes it can feel like Jesus is very distant. It can feel like God is very distant. But in reality, he's right next to us and he's all around us and he's with us constantly. So when we're doing work, if we can have work as if we were trying to impress the Lord or if the Lord himself asked us to do this project, we will work that much harder. Because think about this. If someone you idolized, a a role model of yours came and asked you to do something very specific. They said, hey, Kyle, I have a very specific job for you. I need you to do this thing. And I admire them and I respect this person. I would go out and I would not want to disappoint them. And I would work my hardest to impress them, to get the job done well, so that they would see me highly and ask me to do more work, and that I can serve them more. But so often we forget to do this with the Lord. So when the saying goes, work at things as if working for the Lord, we need to have that same excellence in all things we do as if Christ himself had had asked you to do that project. And it can be simple things like sweeping the floor and making the bed. Great. Work at them as if working for the Lord. Maybe it's big, big projects. You have a massive presentation or a big project at work or a massive client or something like that. Work at those things as if working for the Lord. And when you can find the joy in that, and when you can work with things in excellence as if you're working for him, you will find that the goals you go after the things you're looking to accomplish will begin to succeed, that your work ethic will carry over to so many other areas of life because you're working for the Lord and not just for selfish gains, but to make the world around you better and to make things around you better. And the last part and the last tip is to understand that work is part of everyday life. It's part of life. So what are you working towards? 
Are you working for someone else's goals, someone else's dreams, someone else's desires? Or are you working towards the things that are important to you, that you have a heart for, that you care about? If we are going to spend the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years working, what are you working for? And that's such an important question to ask yourself because so many of us are going beyond throughout our life and we're just working to pay the bills or we're working for the weekend and we don't want more for our lives. But when we can understand that we all have to work, that work is part of life, if you can understand that base concept, then that will allow you to have awareness to understand what am I working for? What am I working towards? Where am I going? And if those things aren't lined up with who you are, what you care about, and what your heart is for, then you can have the awareness to change the things you need to change to make your dreams a reality, to make the life you want to design a reality. So have the awareness that work is just a part of life. And since you have that awareness, you can wake up and start doing the things necessary, start doing the things that are important in order to live the life that is important to you, that is important to your mind, that drives your heart, that drives your soul, that drives your passions, and you can really start creating things that you want to create. So guys, those are your three tips. Number one, enjoy the process and find joy in work. Number two, work as if you're working for the Lord. And three, finding awareness that work is part of life. So what are you working towards? This was episode number nine, I believe, of the Life Well Lived podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We are currently working on getting the podcast up on all major podcast networks. So I know that Apple Podcasts is coming soon, and we're currently working on getting up on Google Podcasts, but I appreciate you guys listening. If you guys have any future topics you'd like to discuss, if you have questions, if you'd like to just contact me, you can connect with me on Facebook or on Instagram at Kyle Curbs. That's at K-Y-L-E-K-I-R-B-S. I'd love to connect with you and I'd love to get to know you more. Make sure on Facebook and Instagram to check out my 52-week challenge, our weekly video series that goes every Monday night. Make sure to subscribe. If you have not, please let your friends know about the Life Well Lived podcast. And I hope to see you guys next Sunday for another episode as we look to scale our lives to the next level, as we look to better the things we do on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis, and as we begin to strive towards excellence in all we do. So I hope that you work hard this week. I hope that you can begin cultivating that hard work ethic and that whatever you go after, you go after it with everything you have and work until. Peace out, guys. I love you.